newcomer, it's Brody. I you knew that already. Um uh it's been a while since we have had a chance to record an episode of the podcast. So much has happened, namely spoiler alert for anyone who's not up to date on girls cuz this is going to spoil stuff, but you should be up to date because update on Rizwatch 2017. Hannah aka Lena Dunham's character on Girls, is pregnant with Riz, aka Paul Louis' baby. And by the looks of the most recent episodes, she's going to keep it, which is super surprising to me. Um, A, how do you feel about it? B, do you think we're going to see Riz again? Or was that most recent um, episode with like that little phone call between them? Do you think that was it? I think that was probably it, which is sad, but understandable. Um... See, like Hannah, I don't think I'm ready to have a baby, but if Riz um were the father, maybe I would change my mind. TBC. Um and D I don't know, this is surprising to me, because remember Lena Dunham made that that kind of tone-deaf, um, frustrating comment a few months ago where someone had asked her to speak about her abortion and she said like oh, I've never had an abortion, but I wish I had. And people got really upset, um, understandably. Um, and I, I don't know. I just thought that it would, it would be such an obvious decision for girls to make to have Hannah not go through with this pregnancy. Um, not least of all, because in like the second episode ever, Jessa was pregnant and was going to have an abortion and then went and like hooked up with a guy in the bar bathroom which they threw back to in this week's episode while um, Hannah and Adam were, like, playing house or pretending to, you know, entertain the idea of getting back together again and raising a baby. And then Jessa went and was just being kind of self-destructive but couldn't go through with it anymore because she loves Adam. Anyway, yeah, sorry if no one's up to date. Spoiler alert. But um, come to tell me what you think. Also... What are you watching? Riverdale came back this week after a break. How are you feeling? Okay, bye. Hey, girl. I'm so happy to get your message. Um, It's been so long. Uh, I literally feel like I have a Brody-shaped puzzle piece-shaped hole in my life, Um, mainly because I feel really sad because I don't know what all the puzzles you've been doing are Um, and also because I haven't chatted to you about all my pop culture loves in the past couple of weeks. Um, But first up, okay, so girls, um, I don't know, I think I kind of flagged this when we were doing our preview of girls season catch up, but I think I'm sick of girls. Um, I saw this really good article (coughs) in BuzzFeed um, about basically um, like the underrepresentation of people of colour in girls, specifically black, black people, um, pop up again. And I seriously feel like this season's not helping. Um, so it was this article by Tommy Obaro, um, which is called Girls Has Gotten Less White But Not In A Good Way. Um, and it kind of talks about the continued tokenism of people of colour Um, especially black people as kind of um, enigmatic side characters that are used for plot development or essentially to prop up the main white characters when they're feeling low or when they're having self-identity crises Um, and then not being used for any other reason. And I kind of feel the way same way about Riz, I guess, like, 
Riz was probably the one character that was given a bit of plot development, unlike Hannah's previous POC boyfriend, Donald Glover. Um, but I don't really, I know, I think the points you raise about Hannah sort of toying up with whether she <coughs> wants to keep the baby or doesn't want to keep the baby, it's all just a lot. Anyway, um, what else? So Girls has got me less than enthused. I kind of hope Riz shows up again, but Riz is better than Girls, so I hope you're living your best life, Riz. Um, and also you're on tour with Sweatshop Boys, so hope you and Heems are having fun. Um, what else? Uh, what have I been obsessed with? Oh, yeah, I watched the latest Riverdale episodes. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but um, this whole plot line of what's happening with the parents and the serpents is boring me, and I just bring back Josie and the Pussycats, please. Um, <laughs> but mainly I have a new pop culture obsession, which I can't wait to tell you about. It's this TV show that's been out for a time and a half, I think, called The Hundred, but um, Jimmy and I have just recently discovered it and we're obsessed. We've watched two seasons in like two weeks um, and they're long seasons. It's this like post-apocalyptic teen drama, um, which is just the best. Like I can't even explain how good it is. I really want you to just watch it and if you hate it then we can't be friends anymore, but um, I just love it to death and I have so many thoughts. It's got like lots of people of colour, although with somewhat problematic themes of like colonialism, colonisation and shit, but it's just really good. And um, it also has queer love narratives, which I'm all about. Um, yeah, I can't remember what else you asked, but also sorry for my voice. I've had the flu and yeah, love you. Bye. Hey, girl. Um, I'm sorry that you are sick still, um, and I totally get what you mean with girls. Like, I I feel like more recently than ever, I've been kind of, um, because that's something that, like, I, I know that girls came under fire for its, like, lack of diverse representations of people, especially people living in Brooklyn, um, in its earlier seasons, and that's been an ongoing criticism, but it's almost like the heat is off now so they've they've slackened off again with like feeling obligated to have any kind of diverse casting in there which sucks like you would think that it would have become a little more organic now um and I also am kind of this has been something that recently I've been kind of trying to grapple with my responsibility as like a white lady um, and a white consumer of pop culture is that like, and this just kind of like shone a light on what I have kind of identified as like one of my blind spots where like watching that, um, watching these episodes, like I, I'm noticing like, like my, my go-to is like talking about the abortion option for a plot line and not anything else and not about the like tokenistic way that like um, people of colour are included in these narratives um, of Hannah and her friends um, and I don't know there's not like a there's not like an answer for it I guess I just that that you're like listening to your message just totally made me like re-aware of it of of how much I default to kind of like the things that I as a white pop culture consumer can um can can relate to I guess like 
aka almost everything but um in terms of like you know it's almost like a a white feminism default of being like this story is about feminism and a woman's right to choose and I'm not thinking about um you know the layers um and the intersections like I have a responsibility to do um and also I feel like sometimes bringing that kind of stuff up makes it seem like I'm looking for points or something which I'm not I'm just um I have been very aware of it lately and I am just vocalizing that for the first time right now as I'm doing a puzzle um you mentioned my puzzle I laughed out loud when you said that you were missing a puzzle piece shaped like me because I am literally doing a puzzle right now it's a um just like a little like uh maybe like French Riviera ocean scene um I've made a lot of progress today I've been watching uh Luke Cage on Netflix which I didn't watch last year when it first came out it's been on my Netflix queue for a long time and I am just powering through it today um I totally agree with you on Riverdale I am getting a bit exhausted by this narrative although we got to see we got um to see uh Archie and Jughead and all the boys on the um on the work site this week which was fun um and what else I think that's all what else did I forget to mention to you oh oh my god I forgot to tell you so I we've talked about um podcast meal boxes so many times and hashtag not sponsored but I got a um, HelloFresh meal kit today, um, my first one ever, because a friend of mine had a free trial to give out, and I snagged one, and so I'm I got five free meals, um, but they're all they're all like serving sizes for couples, and I'm a single, so it's effectively ten free meals for me, um, and I'm gonna let you know what I think. I've only had one meal yet, which is pork tacos. And I find the whole process of getting like a quarter of a cabbage and that's all I have to use very strange. But also maybe it's good for me. Maybe low wastage. I don't know. That's something that I have to deal with being a solo lady in the world. Um, Okay, this message is getting long because you know that how I like to ramble when you're not there to keep me on track. Okay, bye. Hey, my favorite YPCC. Um, that's my new acronym for white pop culture consumers, um, which I came up with when I was listening to your message. Um, uh, thanks. I know that you weren't saying that stuff to get props, but um, I appreciate you responding to my criticisms of girls. And that's not to say that I can't just watch probo shit and like not always engage with race issues on that, but it is true that like somehow whenever I see white women talk about girls it's always like the feminism and then I see a lot of POCs being like who cares um what what does it matter about these white feminist issues you know if they don't really fully include us but um hello fresh hey um I feel like that was really close to a sponsor but like the kind of sponsorship ad that we would have to like do a slow burn on because we now need to hear what every meal was in order to get a full account of how satisfying on a scale of one to ten this whole meal adventure is for you um speaking of food um 
I feel like we should get fried chicken soon because I feel like even though it's not really our anniversary that that would be a fun thing to do and um, I feel like there's lots more options in the realm of fried chicken that we haven't tried um, non-vegan options obviously <coughs> and that would be a fun thing to do um, yeah you're right the one highlight of Riverdale was um, seeing uh, the realisation of Cole Sprouse's um, uh, heavy heavy workouts at the gym. I saw some tweet by him being like, um, literally, I had to strain every muscle in my body to show the minimal muscles that I have in that construction shoot. So that was very entertaining. Um, I can't believe you're still doing all these puzzles. Puzzle 2017 has been the year of the puzzles for you. I need to find a hobby that I can then deem my hobby of 2017 because so far my thing of 2017 has been the 100 and it's going to end soon when I get up to date, which is not very fun. Um, what else is happening? Oh, I think we have some news for our listeners. Are we allowed to share it in this way, what our news is? Because it would be exciting if we could. Question mark. Okay, XOXO, come on. Also, um, PPS or PS, uh, you haven't mentioned Kim yet and the episode. Um, it's okay if you're not ready to discuss it yet, but I feel like you would have feelings on this. I So, like, do you want to talk about them? Okay, bye. Okay, thank you for facilitating these feelings because, yes, I have many Um so it's currently for anyone listening some context it's been two weeks um since the first episode of keeping up with the kardashians aired that addressed kim's robbery last october and that was it was such a hard episode to watch but also i'm so grateful that i got to which is kind of a fucked up thing to say to be like i'm so grateful i got to watch your trauma unfold on tv but i it's kind of, it's one of those things where, like, I think when it happened, I was so sad. Like, going on any kind of social media was really, it was just so affecting because I was either seeing reminders of her, um, this kind of, like, horrible abuse and invasion of privacy and um, <clears throat> this assault that she endured. But then also, if it wasn't that, it was seeing people making a joke out of it or saying she deserved it or questioning the authenticity of it and it just kind of became too much for me for a little while I actually have like a document on my computer where I started to write something about those feelings but then I was also like I don't know if I'm ready to articulate them I, I, I just had so many feelings at the time um and the the episodes of the show were just so beautifully made in and there were such interesting episodes of reality TV because it was, like, there were so many things going on. So, like, they, they broke down the fourth wall where, like, we got to see um, an insight into, like, the production process. They talked to the camera crew um, and they kept that in the edit. We got to see Kim and Kanye discussing, like, parenting, talking about not... Um, the fact, like, agreeing that they would not talk about the robbery or the security or anything in front of their kids... Um, but then just seeing the rest of the family reacting to it, um, was really 
beautiful and sad and made me cry. There was a moment where Chris, uh, Chris Jenner said that she, um, when she heard the news, she got out of bed and just grabbed Kim's favorite blanket because her like maternal instinct kicked in and, but all she could think to do is to comfort her daughter with like something cozy and comforting like a blanket. And it just, it just broke my heart. Cause you know, I think Chris is always depicted as this very um opportunistic kind of um you know person who sells her children basically as products and it's just a beautiful reminder of how much her kids mean to her as people like obviously they do um and yeah so there have been two episodes since then um in the 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 one directly following that episode um, it was really hard to watch a scene where Kim, um, it was shot in January, I found out later, but, um, it, yeah, so the robbery happened in October and then this scene that was in the episode was shot in January where Kim is kind of breaking down to Chloe about, you know, not being over it, which like, of course she isn't, but also of course she's beating herself up about it. And it's just this very honest and raw depiction of trauma that we're seeing, from my friend Kimmy um and North is being cute and in the last episode Kim was talking about trying to have another baby um which if anyone who watches the show knows her last two pregnancies were both really difficult after she gave birth to Saint um the doctor suggested or like recommended she not have any more kids because it would put her at really high risk um but she she had this kind of competing these competing logics in her head where one was saying like if anything happens to you like it almost did your kids will have siblings like you grew up with you know she lost a parent and she had a bunch of siblings around to like comfort her and I think something in her wants that for her children I think on the flip side Kanye lost his mum but he's an only child and I think she would be looking at her two kids and thinking, you know, one more makes a family or something. I don't know. It's sad. It's really sad. Um, but you know, now she's talking about having a surrogate or something. So I don't know where this season of the show is going, but as always, I am along for the ride and just having feelings every step of the dang way. Um, yeah, I think we should, um, announce our big news. Do you want to do it? Okay, so I get the privilege of announcing uh, big, big news, which is um, that we're going to have a live show. Um, So we're going to have a live recording of Can You Not, um, presented by the Wheeler Centre, with a special guest, uh, Megan Tan of the Millennial Podcast, which um, I'm not sure if our listeners have listened to, but if they haven't, they better check it out, because it's an amazing, amazing podcast by Megan about basically her experiences as a millennial and navigating that tricky line between um, what to do when you still haven't figured out what it is you want to do, but society kind of expects you to have done that. So, yep, it's on Tuesday the 13th of June at 6.15pm. Tickets are free, but you've got a book, so head on to the Wheeler Centre website and book yourself a spot. So you get to see Brody and me in the flesh um, doing a live recording of Can You Not with Megan Tan. We'll put the link in the um, to book in the description. And I better go because my trams arrived. Oh my god, look at us just women on the go, catching trams and doing podcasts. 
Um, yeah, I'm so excited about the live show. It's going to be cute and fun. I hope Megan likes Kim Kardashian and um, I hope she's cried recently because we'll definitely be doing a live What Made You Cry this week. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, so if you're in Melbourne, please come along to the show. It'll be really cute and fun. Um, but if you're not in Melbourne, don't worry because it will obviously... It's a live show, and so we'll be releasing that um, on the podcast after that. Um, and we'll have a few episodes between now and then, too. I know it's been a long time uh, since you... I'm now addressing listeners and not you, Kumna, sorry. <laughs> um, it's been a long time since you listeners have um, had a new episode from us, and so we hope you like this one. Um, and we're going to be doing a proper, proper sit-down, proper not running to the tram, not me putting fresh sheets on my bed, um, recording IRL soon. Uh, yeah. So thanks and bye and bye Kamna and bye everybody else. <laughs>